Do you ever have words that you really despise? Uh, I have words that I love, and they're all usually based around the same idea, which is weird. What words say? Like, all words based around a paradox. Like, dichotomy, I think, is a fucking great word. Okay. Where, like, something's working in unison, but it's not at all, which is basically my fucking life. <laughs> I think I just really, I realised the other day that I fucking hate the word honest in the context of food. Whenever I hear food... What, like honest burgers? Th- no, that's fine. But whenever <laughs> someone says good, honest food, oh, that makes me fucking furious. Yeah. In addition to when someone says monies rather than money. Give me the monies. I fucking hate that. Really? You yeah. shouldn't, this is fuel for me. Really? So, How so? Well, I can just... What, money? I can, no, I can just say it to you all the time and piss you off. Oh, fuck it. And there was, there was one more that really fucking got... Oh, that's another one. So it's a pluralized thing and a food-related thing. So it's the the blurst of both worlds. Yeah. And that being is when people say foodstuffs. Foodstuffs. I fucking hate foodstuffs. Yeah. Anything What's... where you can say it as a plural or you could say it as a singular, but it means the same thing. Sometimes that is a bit fucking dumb. It, it, it makes fucking... you like, like um, you know, you have politics. Yeah. But when you have the politic with a the K, politic. fuck it. Just, like it essentially means the same thing. Um, yeah. The worst word that has ever come out of this millennial generation, uh, and I think you will agree to agree with me here, the worst word is influencer. Influencer. Yeah. If you're an influencer, you're basically fucking... I'm witch finder general. You're a fucking witch. You're fucking going down. But that's what we're trying to strive for, isn't it? No, we're trying to influence the masses with our words. Stand. How is that a job title? What do you influence? Like, don't call yourself an influencer. Call yourself a, a fucking cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Excellent Ferris podcast, uh, a podcast all about heavy metal. Uh, my name is Matthew. But your host with me, as always, is Mr. Tom Watson. And... Uh, we're going on to our choice cuts segment. So if this is your first time listening to our podcast, it's probably worth going to either one before or one after, because that will be one of our normal episodes. This is a bit of a a bit of an extra bit we do just for you. We take an half an hour egg. out of our yeah, half an hour out of our day just to bring you the best music possible. Yeah. yeah. Uh current music, right, Matt? Mm, mm, yeah. Dicks. Mm, Cocks and dicks. Uh, yeah, no, we, um, no, this, this no. <laughs> no, no, this week, this week I've only, I'm within the 12 month bracket. Okay. And that's including right. in the future. I'm, I'm going, sure I'm that's sorry. fine. I'm sure that's fine for their fucking SEO bullshit. That's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Well, no one's going to know, no one's searching for the bands that we're probably going to talk about. So that's not true. That oh is really? Not true. Well, we don't even they know. Have more followers than we do. Yeah, we have we have absolutely no professionalism nor foresight in this uh, yeah. in this podcast because we don't actually know what each other is covering. So we might have chosen the same record. <laughs> yeah, I, so we're going to have to roll that dice. And there was see a bit of happens. a cultural showdown just before we press play on this saying. Um, well, this uh, whole thing's a Mexican uh, standoff of Matt, words. That's racist as well. What are you covering this week? <laughs> and then Matt was like. What are you covering, covering this week? week. <laughs> my itchy trigger finger and my eyes <laughs> darting between my uh, 
my MacBook in your face. Someone's someone's eyes halfway through this are, are going to explode, and beams of white light are going to just protrude out of them when they hear that's the same the same thing. They're going to be like, "Fuck, what the fuck are going to do?" <laughs> so yeah, so we're going to talk about a couple, uh, well, um, a few records that we've been listening to the past week. Uh, some of them brand new, some of them a little bit older. Uh, so I think Tom is going to lead with this one so yeah. what have you been listening to so uh one of the records i've been listening to this week i thought we should start off heavy and then ultimately end up with my selections to go to uh metal light um mm. so the first record i'm going to bring up is by a band called Asith, and the song is throws i can see from matt's expression that that is That's not on his list them, no. um so it's their third LP from this Iowa-based Doom three-piece. Uh, it's released on Chicago-based label Thrill Jockey. Um, so the way how people have been describing it is it's a work of corrosive beauty and colossal weight. Uh, it's a guitarist of and vocalist of Brian Barr, drummer uh, Eric uh, Dierks, and bassist and vocalist uh, Noah Coaster. Uh, they craft sort of tectonic slabs of doom through minimalist approaches uh, of throughout their composition. Um, there's very sort of combative vocals, which I found really interesting in this. You've got the high end and the low end. So you've got that guttural sort of growl. And then you've got this screech as well. And they work very well in a sort of uh, disharmony uh, with each other. So it's quite restrained, yet surprisingly technical uh, for a Doom release. There's even a record, there's a record, there's a song halfway through this record Um that is so post rock. Like it doesn't sound like it take it should be within this realm of a doom record. Uh, it's not the one I'm going to be playing because I'm still <laughs> I'm still considering whether I think it's good or not. Um, but anyway, Throws was uh, recorded at Steve Albini's Chicago studio, Electrical Audio, uh, by Shane uh, Holtstelter, uh, who's worked with Northless. Oh. Yeah. Fucking great band. Yeah. Um, uh, so, uh, we have a tenuous connection. With yeah, them, we do so. have a tenuous connection. Uh, so Asith drew from their expertise in utilising noise and drones to develop a sonic world uniquely their own, duly aesthetic and foreboding, that is the similar tropes to a doom, uh, to a, a doom record. Um, distant cymbal swells and feedback loops uh, on to victory mirror the endlessly open landscape of their home. The instrumental suffocating burden makes use of uh, processed feedback and panning drones made from both heavily affected guitar and amplified go uh, gong suspended between speakers. Um, apparently uh, the inspiration was drew, uh, drawn from its recent solo work, live scoring films, uh, relying on instinct as a compositional tool to interplay with the rigid structure throughout. Uh, it's kind of similar to Sumac. Uh, it's a very conservative Northless. Uh, and there's a bit of Thou and Bellwitch in there as well, sort mm. of for good measure. The song I'm going to be playing off of it is actually the first uh, track off of Throws, and it is called Throws. Thank you. 
So the record, first record that I'm going to be looking at this week is a record by a band called uh, Gaylord. Um, and their record is called Barbarism Supreme, The Prevailing Age of Unrelenting Annihilation of Abhorrent Nationalism. So uh, that that didn't bring out any palpable reactions out of you, neither the, the band intend- name nor the... Um, yeah, I wanted to... Uh- I wanted to retain my composure. <laughs> uh, so this is a, as far as I can tell, this is a one-person band. Why are they called I mean, Gaylord? They, Why are they called Gaylord? So they are called Gaylord because the sole member is part of the LGBTQ plus Okay, that's, that is the answer I wanted to hear. Yeah. Like, if they were called Gaylord... For any other they, reason. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not digging it. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so this is a, as far as I can tell, it's a one-person band. However, on their on, on the record um, and on their metal and page, it lists three people. So we've got Lord Hellspell Cruel J on bass. Uh, we've got Lord Skull, and, uh, Lord Skull the Buttering Ram on drums. Uh, and <laughs> Lord Gaylord on guitars and vocals. However, I had a um had a bit of a look into it, this and there was an article written by Vice, which is an interview with the person behind Gaylord. Um which is a Canadian multi instrumentalist based in South London. So we should get him on at some point. Yeah. Again. For sure. Um who is whose real name is Richard Weeks. Uh, and he also put out this record himself. So I think they've had about three releases so far. This is considered an EP, although I think it's a little bit longer than just an EP. They've had an album before. Um, Just very quickly, really sorry. You might have... You might be addressing this. I just... I was so eager to ask. Do they have any relational connection to the HERS Collective? Not that I'm aware of, no. Right. Okay. So it's put out on uh, Black and Death Records, which is a record label run by Richard Weeks. This record label tends to fucking hell, man! You're really slinging them back. This uh, this this tends to churns. Uh, sorry, this record label churns out poli- uh, politically uh, situated grind, black metal, and death metal, as well as a, a bigger project um, which was called Woman. Which is an acronym for a Worldwide Organization of Metalheads Against Nazis, which was a uh, compilation. So as, as you can imagine, this band is very left-leaning in terms of their, their politics. Uh, for me, so I, I kind of knew about this record from this, from this Vice um, article, as well as uh, Lord Gaylord. Uh, Richard Weeks has uh, been part of uh, a few other bands, um, one of them being uh, Omega Point. Um, he was also in uh, Suicide Wraith and also in Olivia Neutered John. Did you not right. know that? Yeah, I got it. Yeah, yeah, but I was just like, okay, great. Yeah. Uh, so in terms of this record, do I enjoy this record? Yes. I hope you do. But it not, sounds amazing. But not because of the music. Why? So the so the music so the song that I'm gonna play is probably the best record. Uh sorry, it's probably the best song on this record in terms of what you actually expect from a song. Um <laughs> it is it's obviously recorded at home. The production quality is terrible. 
Um, the drums are very mechanical. You still um, planning on adding Gaylord after this? Yeah, this is not necessarily criticism. Um, because you sure about that? Sounds like criticism. No, because I mean, I think, I think Richard Weeks, he evidently from the interview that I've read with him, he seems to have a bit of a sense of humor in terms of of, of what the project is. Um, under their Encyclopedia Methylum lyrical themes, it just states humor, anti-fascism, anti-NSBM, and mocking the black metal scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will read out a few of the um, of the song titles. So it's it's over eight tracks. Uh, the first one being uh, "The Reign of Queer Anarchist Black Metal uh, Begins Now." Um, uh, number two is the th- Number two is uh, the thrumming explosions in the distance signal victory over the gormless legions of crybaby black metalers. <laughs> um, number four which is one of my favourites, is denouncing the paedophile apologist parasites known as Inquisition fans. Um, I love this. Yeah. uh, The sick track... Sixth track, sorry. (laughs) Sick! (laughs) Oh, sick. Uh, The sixth track is uh, the... Just go for it, mate. You don't have to hide this. Um, We're all here for you. I'm off tomorrow. Track six is uh, the alt Reich will lay in mass graves under the blazing banners of Antifa. Uh, and then the last track, eight, uh, track eight, is Philosophem, spelt F I L O S O F E M E. So it is a really, is a really interesting record. And as I said, I don't necessarily enjoy the music of it apart from the track that i'm going to play i actually do think the track that i'm going to play is really good so yeah so i mean it's as i said it's difficult to really compare this to anyone um so i'm just going to let the music speak for itself but even though i have given it some level of criticism i do think it's worth checking out uh and i actually bought the record thank you very much i say the record because it is a green cdr (laughs) Let's have a look at this. And uh, I, I paid six pounds for it. Christ, that artwork is despicable. Which, which raises more questions because they well, well because I like the um, the color of the, uh, the CDR. It's a nice purple. It looks like um, the the color that they use in the Power Rangers movie. <laughs> oh, <what>, Ivan Ooze. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it does raise slightly more, slightly more questions because uh, that cost me six pounds. I probably, if I'd known exactly what it was, I probably wouldn't have paid six pounds for it. Uh, even though I do want to support this person because I think they're great, and I would actually really like to to interview them on the podcast so Richard get us. Um, but they did raise they did raise a Kickstarter um, in relation to their last album, which was uh, The Black Metal Scene Needs to Be Destroyed, uh, in which they had 96 backers. And I believe their target was £200. Um, How much have you given them? I gave them nothing apart from that £60 for the record. However, 96 backers pledged £1,138 in the space of 30 minutes. Fuck. So what I want to know is, where did all that money go? Yeah, what the hell? Um, 
The song that I'm going to be playing is The Alt Reich Will Lay in Mass Graves Under the Blazing Banners of Antifa. <laughs>
Okay, so from some very posy leftist black metal esque music, there would you regard it as yeah. that? From I haven't heard it yet, so it's queer anarchist black metal, right? Yeah. Uh, we are going to go to some very pagan esque uh, traditional black metal. Have you have you got? Goat Moon coming up or something. No, We're no, playing no. both sides. We're like no. Mac in that episode. Uh, it's a uh, it's black metal from France uh, on uh, Debemur Mortis Productions, I believe. I think there's a couple of uh, production uh, houses that are involved with this. Uh, one being uh, Debemur, and then another, another being um, Isaac Mond Productions. Um, it's Sunupfa. Uh, which is the solo project of Ardrios uh, and the uh, brace yourself for this. The album title is Hic uh, Regnant Bourboni Mens. Lovely. I said that wrong. Um, so, music uh, to my ears. Basically, the way how others are regarding it is uh, Sinopfer delivers a violent medieval and melodic atmosphere with themes dealing with a medieval knightly um, obscurantist and religious dimension by adding typical aspects of his powerful and glorious homeland. A tour de force of melodic black metal, Hic Regnant Bonobi Mind is a whirlwind of Captain Majesty, a union of profane rage and raw melodic beauty akin to legendary acts such as Dissection and uh, Sacramentum. I don't really get that from what they're saying. Uh, blistering symphonies of multifarious guitars dominate this album from beginning to end alongside explosive rhythmic artillery and stentorian screams. Uh, flourishes of neoclassical bravado and operatic triumph accentuate uncompromising audio ferocity. Um, so this is his debut uh, with uh, Debemur Morty. Um, it's very quintessential black metal. It's for fans of funeral presents, peste noir, for definitely peste noir. I think he even has some sort of accreditation with peste noir. Uh, Panopticon, you can hear a bit of that. Mugler, there's sort of slight inferences of uh, Death Spell Omega. Uh, and that's pretty much all I have to say about it. It's it's very straightforward, but it's very solid black metal, uh, which is, it's arguable to say that it's very difficult to find very solid black metal at the moment. So um, the song that I'm going to be playing is La Chasse Gaillère. <laughs>
Okay, so the next record I have is a record by a band called Filth Eater. Um, the record's called uh, Blight of S- uh, Sempaternal Putrefaction. Uh, so this is released on the Spanish uh, label Memento Mori Records. Uh, this is Filth Eater's sixth release after five EPs between the years of 2010 to 2013, uh, which included a split EP with uh, Ishimura, um, which actually featured Rob Fusco, uh, who is one of the Truscal Records darlings who um, fronted the band Most Precious Blood. Uh so this is their kind of long-awaited first full-length after six years on from uh, Crepis School, which I believe is how you pronounce their last EP that they released, which was in 2013. So this is kind of like a big old slab of old-school grunting death metal. Uh, to be honest, sometimes this can be slightly difficult to get through for a record and that comes down to multiple things uh that's it's kind of in no small parts the actual production of the album which whilst having this kind of cavernous kind of scope which is not far off from like where go or incantation uh can sometimes oh. be incredibly what would gaylord say yeah <laughs> which can sometimes be incredibly incredibly kind of oppressive almost to the detriment of the songwriting um i have to make special mention of um last week when i discussed uh ringworm and their snare sound as i said that it was kind of almost the exemplar of of a snare sound this is almost the polar opposite so this has to be and it's it's front and center of the mix of the record there's no getting away from it and having a band that blasts it's continuous and in your ear. Um, it almost sounds like a really dead piece of like swamp sodden wood being smacked over and over again. Um, so I, I do, I do like this record. Um, but I Wait, think that that's they, a common trend throughout. Yeah, no, I do like this record. Choice cuts, we go. Yeah. I do like this, this record. record. Yeah, but it comes with the caveat of the fact that I think that they almost had a winning formula releasing EPs um, because it is a really visceral, brutal battery that you get from these songs. Um, and it kind of works better as like a dipping in. I'm I'm always a person who enjoys listening to a record from beginning to end because I think that's, that's how, if that's how the artist imagined it being being presented, then that's how one should listen to it. I'm not really one that typically just goes in and listens to one track and jumps out. So if this had been whittled down to, say, like four tracks, I would have said it would have almost been exactly what this kind of, what this band needed to to produce. And that's obviously what they've produced previously. Um, So the track that I'm going to be playing is a song called uh, Vapors of Human Sacrifice.
finally, from me, uh, I mentioned uh, at the start of this episode that uh, I might be venturing more into the metal light territory because we tend to cover heavier acts, mm. let's say. Um, like, who... We're not averse to some... Well, I've, I'm, I've always been desperate to try and put some industrial on here. This, this isn't industrial, mm. but it could be argued, it could be debated, it could be contested that this isn't strictly a metal band, but they have a great swathe of metal features and stylistic attributes, especially through the guitar playing mm. and actually the vocals uh, that I would say attribute more so to metal Alter, like overall, once you look at the whole shebang of this band, uh, then say metal acts that sort of venture into different genres. This, I think, ultimately is a metal act, um, regardless of how lightweight it is on the metal. So I'm going to be uh, talking about a band called Low Pan. Uh, they're very much a Kerrang band. Okay. Um, In what sense? Well... Because they're accessible. Okay. They they regard themselves as a stoner metal quartet. And what I get out of that stoner metal style, it's not sleep. It's not Electric Wizard. Mm. It's kind of like an amalgam of Fu Manchu meeting Soundgarden. And then like sort of fronted. I can't believe I'm saying this in a positive way, because it sounds so fucking cliche. But if they were fronted by uh, Robert Plant. Okay. Like, I know that Chris Cornell's vocals sort of tie into the Robert Plant-esque staccato anyway, but the Fu Manchu aspect, it really does come out. It's incredible production. Uh, So they're from Ohio uh, in the Columbus area. Uh, it's the fourth LP. It's called Subtle, uh, and it's released on the Aqualam imprint, uh, which operates out of Brooklyn, New York. Um, so I think Lopan is actually a reference to the Chinese enemy in John Carpenter's Big Trouble Little China. I think they were, the, the enemy from that was called Lopan. Yeah. So that's the reference there. Uh, five years since their previous full length due to lineup changes. Prior to their 2017 uh, EP release, uh, the band had a bit of an intervention with their then guitarist, which ultimately led to a transitional period, uh, hence their hibernation, if you could even call it that. I mean, 2017 EP release isn't that long ago in the grand scheme of bands touring writing music, everything that goes into it. Um, They then recruited an interim guitarist before ending up with their current lineup. Uh, On the album, Subtle, the band said, uh, the album title Subtle started out as a joke in the studio, really just because there is nothing subtle about this band at all. We play loud, we're all pretty opinionated, and none of us, with the exception of Chris, are very shy about sharing those opinions. Uh, Chris, I believe, being the new guitarist. Um, There is nuance in the music we make together. There are dynamics. Uh, There is a conversation taking place between us when we play together. 
there is give and take. There is an unspoken thing that happens when this band plays together that I feel is in my heart. Um, it's a feeling that I can only describe as more than the sum of our parts. It's pretty special to me and it's some, it's not something I have ever felt at any time in my life. I think it's pretty cool. Um, like I said, it sounds like Fu Manchu. It sounds like Soundgarden. Whilst that might not be regarded as something that we usually play like Guards, Gaster and Schoenepfer and Zwar and things yeah. like that. And even though this is only volume three, I think it is inherently metal. Yeah. Uh, and the song I'm going to be playing, I struggled so much to choose a song that I thought represented them uh, properly. Because I, I do, I keep on going back to listening to this album. There's something about it that... I think generally is really, really good. Um, I'm going to go for Savage Heart as the song that you're going to hear, but go listen to the album as a whole. Like we were talking about, listen to an album front to back. You get more of a perspective. We don't need to tell you that. We're not fucking influencers, <laughs> are we? Um, yeah, oh, yeah, this, song's, this song's called Savage Heart. Savage Heart. <laughs>
Okay, my last record for today is uh, Vile Creature. Uh, the record's called Cast of Static and Smoke. It was released the end of last year, I believe. Uh, so Vile Creature are a two-piece band based of uh, Ontario, Canada. Uh, Cast of Static and Smoke is their third release, and it clocks in at around 43 minutes, which <sighs> is uh, divvied up between four tracks. Okay. Um, so the two pieces is made up of a uh, drummer and vocalist, where they both share vocal duties so a drummer and a guitarist who plays through kind of like a, a wall of a wall of amps uh i've kind of almost found a bit of a, a bit of a liking to that dynamic of just the two people you've got the rhythm section and um and and the string section if you will bands like eagle twin as well that have that kind of sound um so interests for the bands include but not limited to anti-oppression animal rights uh and their animal companions and they're self-described as angry queer gloom metal uh so i'm just hearing every little alt-right black metal are unsubscribing to our podcast as now they're fully aware that we're sjw's yeah we're, we're fine without you um so the band is slower than slow. They mix these like haunting, sparse, clean passages that slightly reminds me of fellow doom duo Bellwitch. Um, and then they kind of mix this with other shades of these really filthy, heavy, dirgy kind of black metal inflected doom with, uh, with this wall of fuzzed out guitars that in a way almost reminds me of later, later era black flag but if someone was to put their finger on a black flag record lightly so it started going even slower that is what you can kind of imagine from this record um so the record which was uh the record was apparently recorded live which given this like the density of the record and the space that you get from it is huge because normally live recordings kind of suffer from sounding a bit thin Whereas for this guys, it's, for these guys, it sounds incredibly thick. Um, so the album features T H I C C. Oh, there's more C's than that, my friend. <laughs> uh, so the album features in uh, in fact, yeah, you got some C's coming up. The album features uh, guests uh, such as Chris Collahan of the band Cursed and now Sect uh, fame, who features on the opening track, uh, Water, Tinted Gold and Tainted Copper. Uh, it's available through Dry Cough Records in the UK and also Halo of Flies in the okay. US, uh, which, if I'm not mistaken, is actually one of their last releases as uh, Corey, who's owner of Halo, Halo of Flies, is now wrapping up the label, which is a, a great shame. Um, so the track that I've chosen uh, rounds off the album uh, and is called uh, Sky in Descending Pieces, and it shows the band's more kind of groovier Stonier side.
Okay, uh, that is it again for another one. So that was good. That was good mix of bands. And I yeah. think that that's the importance of this as well. It's, it's yeah. trying to branch out. I don't think that we're just going to be pinballing back and forward black metal and death metal and grindcore albums. It'd be nice to kind of introduce some more further afield genres. I'm- Desperate Artist. to get some industrial in here and yeah. some noise. Being my guest, so we've got all the time noise. in the world. Mate. Yeah, it's just you and me. It's just you and <laughs> just me forever. now. It's just you it's and me now. Very quiet in here. Isn't it? <laughs> it's just you and me now. Matt, it's just you and me now. And the gas. Yeah. No, I think he's dead. Okay, shall we? Um, Shall we fuck off? But not before we tell fuck. everyone. But not before yeah, we before fuck. fuck. <laughs> but uh, yes, but not before we tell everyone where they can find us. So they can find us on SoundCloud at X and Ferris uh, Heavy Metal Podcast. They can find us on uh, iTunes, X and Ferris uh, Heavy Metal Podcast. You can find us now on YouTube. Uh, at X and Ferris uh, Heavy Metal Podcast. Uh, where else can they find us? Um, Instagram, uh, X and Ferris Podcast, a bit shorter. Facebook, X and Ferris Podcast. Twitter, <laughs> once I managed to unlock it. Fuck no, yeah. Um, 
Is there anywhere else? Oh, uh, you can you can email us. You can hurl abuse at us. Yeah, xinferrispodcast at gmail dot com. Um, yeah, get in contact. I send will... us something if you're good enough. Yeah. Or rubbish enough at this rate, given yeah, the fact that we're hell. slagging everyone off. Just send something. Yeah, just send us your demos. Send us some mud pies. Yeah. Um, that's that's it. That's Again, it. Uh, Matt. So good job to you. And good, jo- good job. To sick. You. Sick. Sick. <laughs>